The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the available lines ahead of the college basketball tournament on the DraftKings Sportsbook app. So download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort. 21 plus, age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. going on everybody welcome into the overreaction post game show brought to you by the market dominator on the buffalo rumblings vidcast podcast network i'm your host the voice of the overreaction post game show my name is joe miller and you can find me on twitter at joe miller wired it is so good to see all of you guys jumping into the chat room the comment section whether you're watching me on facebook whether you're watching me on youtube whether you're watching me on twitter whether you're listen, listening to me uh, in podcast form throughout the week on Victory Monday, on Victory Tuesday, on Victory Wednesday, welcome. And as I always like to say, whether this podcast finds you around a cup of coffee, at the gym with your AirPods in, on the drive to work, or watching me live right now, one more time, just let me say, for the kid in the back, welcome. It's good to have you. We are on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. We are Super Chat Live. This is a podcast. So if you want to get a question in, if you want to get a comment in, if you want to ask me something, please do me a favor. Jump over to YouTube and Super Chat me. It'll come up highlighted. I'll be able to see it. It will get my attention. Otherwise, I've got a lot of notes. I've got an outline to stick to. But what I'd like you to do is I'd like you to subscribe, whether you are on YouTube, Facebook, whatever, subscribe, like, whatever it is, whatever platform you're on. And if same thing, if you're listening to this in podcast form, please like and subscribe, leave some sort of a comment, uh, uh, whatever, whatever they, uh, the, the word escapes me as far as a, uh, just, uh, letting, letting everybody know how you feel about the Buffalo rumblings vidcast network, regardless, just be nice, be kind. Don't, don't, don't do to us what Josh Allen did to the Miami Dolphins defense today and wave bye-bye, sweet Caroline. <laughs> no, be nice. Be nice. Leave a review. That's the word I was looking for. And uh, in case you were wondering real quick, got to do the homework. This show is brought to you by the Market Dominator. Who is the Market Dominator? Well, the Market Dominator is my very good friend, John Spascheck. John Spascheck is a real estate broker. You hear me talk about it all the time. He's a real estate agent with Keller Williams. Keller Williams uh, Be Secured is the largest real estate 
brokerage in the entire world. John is consistently ranked in the top 100 realtors in all of Western New York. He opens doors through exceptional client care and education. He not only helps you sell your home for top dollar, but he leads you through the entire transition of selling and buying your home just like a life transition specialist would. You can reach John Spascheck. His number is on the screen right in front of you, 716-570-3298. That number again, 716-570-3298. He is also Bill's Mafia. You can reach him on Twitter at Your Elite Broker. What a football game. What a football game. I don't know how that game left you, and I'm going to do my best to kind of get through my notes because to me, this game is a little bit of a tease. It was an emotional down and then an emotional up game that kind of, in my opinion, left us all feeling, I don't want to say false, but I want to say differently that I venture to guess, and I'm going to talk about this later. And I, don't, I you know what? I'm going to wait. I don't want to give it away. I don't, I don't want to give it away, but welcome to everybody in the comment section. Everybody that's watching me live right now. Thank you for joining me. Not that the football game that's on currently is really worth watching, unless you're Richard Rush, <laughs> whose nephew's playing in this football game right now. Congratulations, Richard. But we're going to talk about the Buffalo Bills versus the Miami Dolphins in Buffalo. And Buffalo comes into this football game at 4-2, and two, facing a 1-6 and six Dolphins team that had a pretty good outing last week against the Falcons, who they lost to. Two of Tonga Vailoa left the field the last two weeks as a winner. And then ended up losing both of those football games. He's actually playing better. And I would dare I say he played okay in this game. I'm not, I'm not gonna, if I'm gonna pin this loss on somebody, I'm not gonna pin it on, on Tua. I'm not gonna say Tua could have won the game for them, but I'm not gonna pin it on Tua. Josh Allen is six and one or came into the game six and one against uh uh the the Dolphins with the Bills. They've won six straight. He's now seven and one. I should say, I think the Bills have won seven, right? The Bills beat the Dolphins 26-11 to go five and two in the season, seven straight. That's my notes are now correct. McDermott is now five and zero coming off the bye week. The AFC sweep part deux is on. And that's what I want to see is my <laughs> right behind the Buffalo Bills winning the Super Bowl. What I want to see is us sweep the AFC East. I, I put the AFC sweep. The AFC East sweep is on. I want to see the Bills sweep the AFC East again. I just that would that would that would tickle my fancy, if you will. So if I can have one wish or my second wish, if you will, my second wish would my first wish would be that the Buffalo Bills win, win the Super Bowl. Second wish would be that uh, they sweep the AFC East. And John Fina is currently texting me. Why is John Fina texting me when he knows I have a live show that I'm doing right now? I think he's talking to me. Are you are you in the chat, John? <laughs> Oh goodness! The weather in the, the weather in this football game was not a factor for either team. However, this game was a grind, especially in the first half. This game was an incredible grind in the first half. As I said earlier, it was a game of emotions. I would say down and then up. I'm going to do my best to walk you through the emotions of this football game. But before I do that. A couple of weeks ago, I said that there were, there were a lot of bad football teams in the NFL. A lot of bad football teams. And I was basing that off the fact that there was a couple good football teams in the NFL, right? The Buffalo Bills were one of them. And there just seemed like there was a disparity in the league between the top kind of five teams and then everybody else. 
Then you you roll into this this weekend's football slate, and the Jets beat the Bengals, the Pats beat the Chargers, the Saints beat the Bucks with a backup quarterback. You got to love seeing Tom Brady throw a pick six late. <laughs> That's a shame. Not really. The Steelers beat the Browns, and the Titans got a run from the Colts. They got the scare of their life from the Colts. Not that the Colts are a bad football game, or football team, rather. But I've been saying it for weeks that the teams are going to be giving you their best. The Buffalo Bills, this football team, are the hunted. They're no longer the hunter. And this weekend slate of games, when you think about the Jets beating the Bengals, the Pats beating the Chargers, the Saints beating the Bucks. Not only, you know, are those are, are those subpar teams compared to their opponents, but you know, the Saints and the Bucks are, are an interdivisional team, just like the Dolphins and the Bills. But you're talking about as are the, the Titans and the Colts as well. But I, but but you're talking about a situation that you know these football teams play for pride. They get paychecks. They want to give you their best game, and the Bills are beginning to see that every single week, especially when you look at a Titans team that lost to the Jets, right? And then got pressured a lot by the Colts today. Teams are going to give you the best that they've got. They're going to give you every single thing that they've got. And we got the Dolphins best early. Not necessarily on offense, but we got their best on defense early. They played like the number one defense from last year in the first half of that football game. And thank God, I talked about it. I don't remember if I talked about it. No, I talked about it last week on this show last week. I don't know if you caught it last week. Most people didn't because it was a bye week and we were coming off of a loss. And let's be honest, Bill's Mafia doesn't consume content after a loss, like much like they do after a win, which is you know judged by just how many people are watching me live right now. But they played like the number one defense from last year, the Dolphins did. We got their best early, very early, and the Bills adjusted. They were able to adjust in the second half, and I know that it wasn't an, an adjustment like we saw in the Steelers game last year where it was a noticeable adjustment. It was just a simple thing. They started choosing different routes. They worked on getting the ball out of Josh Allen's uh, hands relatively early. Quickly, if you will. Working the flat. Working the screen. And then once the Buffalo Bills had the lead, the Dolphins' offense just isn't good enough to make a comeback and make it get themselves back in that football game, which is incredible to think about because Devontae Parker was a machine in the first half of that game. Miles Gaskin was a machine in the first half of that football game. Mike Gusecki is still on that roster. And the Bills have always had trouble with Mike Gusecki. Not today. But you almost got to wonder if that was either by design or by scheme from the Bills. But as I just said, once the Bills had the lead, the Dolphins just couldn't come back. What was interesting to me in this football game was the fact that Spencer Brown was out. He hurt his, his back uh, this week lifting weights. So I think he was out every single practice other than Friday where he was a limited participant, came into the weekend, doubtful, did not play. So Ike Butker was actually active over, not active, but Ike Butker got the start over Cody Ford, which does not, in my opinion, spell well or send good vibes to Cody Ford's future in this franchise unless 
he can really figure it out through the course of this season or into next season. When Ike Butker gets the call before, gets the nod before you do. The line was Dawkins, Butker, Morse, Feliciano, Williams. Moving Feliciano to the right side. Butker gets inserted to the left side where he played last year. Feliciano has primarily played for us on the right side. Moving Darrell Williams back to the left, uh, to the right, right tackle. What's interesting about that is my guess is this offensive line probably didn't they may have practiced like that, but there was probably a great deal of uncertainty as to where people were going to be, what the fit was going to be as to whether or not Spencer Brown was going to be able to play in this football game. So early on, from an offensive standpoint, there was a lot of miscommunication for this offensive line. They did not play well. They absolutely did not play well. And it, it it probably stands to reason why they didn't play well when you consider that they didn't have much practice time together. There was It was an unexpected injury. The Bills didn't know that it was going to happen. It just kind of happened with Spencer Brown. And next thing you know, you're making another shuffle across the offensive line against a defensive line that's actually not bad. But early on, you know, as I took my notes, I wasn't sure as to what I was watching, as to whether it was about what the Dolphins were doing to the Bills or if it was more about what the Bills weren't doing. Like I said, you know, they had a lot of, they had a lot of miscommunication. They had a, they had a lot of bad calls as far as coverages and reads, as far as the defensive line and where the pressure was coming from. It just wasn't great early. Now, I'm going to do my best to not encapsulate this. Stick with me. I'm not trying to be a negative Nancy. The Bills won. But I don't want to give away the lead, if you will. And if I, if, I, if I say it now, it's going to give the lead away. But I'm going to bait you a little bit. Maybe I will give the lead away. The Bills won this football game 26-11, to 11, right? We all know that. The Bills offense came to life in the second half. They made some adjustments. It all went very, very well. However, which, which puts us in a situation that, you know, after the first half, we were all fit to be tied. Twitter was losing its mind. Bill's Mafia was, was going crazy after the first half. And then the second half comes out and Josh Allen caps it with that run, that nine yard run. I think it was a nine or seven yard run into the ed, end zone. And then does the whole, you know, waving bye-bye uh, to the, to the Dolphins defensive line. And next, thing you know, Bill's Mafia is like, yeah, 26 to 11. We crushed him. I would, I would challenge you with this Bill's Mafia. How would you feel if that game ended 17, 11 or if the Dolphins kicked into the field goal, 17 to 14, we might be feeling a little bit different right now. We There was a perspective that was lost. There was a focus on the first half that was lost because the second half went well. Thank God. I'm happy it went well. I'm excited about the way the third quarter, the, the, the second half went well. Super excited. Clearly. I'd rather, I always would prefer a win over a loss. Eric Farrell with a super chat. Eric, Thank you so much for being a part of the show. Welcome in. Miami knew our O-line was in a bit of turmoil and game plan bringing the heat first half. It was a good plan. There was absolutely 100%, Eric, to your point, the reality that the Dolphins schemed us well. And the fact that the Dolphins schemed us well is proven by the by the by everything that you heard from the pressers today, which was that they had to make some adjustments. The Bills, at one point, McDermott said they just spun the wheel. So there was an almost like a, we're going to throw some stuff against the wall and hope it, hope it sticks. And it did. It absolutely did. 
But as I said, you know, early on, I wasn't sure watching the first half if it was about what the Dolphins were doing or if it was more about what the Bills weren't doing. And I think it was a combination of both. But even as I say that, the reality is, the reality is that this offense seemingly has a little bit of a problem executing. At times this season, there has been no flow. There's been no rhythm. In 2020, this offense made sense 90% of the time. Think back to 2020 and what you watched early on before Josh got Josh Allen got hurt. And then coming off that bye off the Cardinals game, uh, the last stretch of the season, that offense made sense. We were all talking about how they need a run game. They've got to be more efficient in the run game. And the Bills just abandoned the run because they don't have the guys up front to have an effective or efficient run game. What do they do? They chuck the ball all over the yard. They use the run, the pass to set up the run. And it worked, and they crushed opponents. They beat people. They 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 dumbfounded Vic Fangio and Robert Sala and all these like great Bill Belichick. They dumbfounded these defensive coordinators because they couldn't stop this football team. In 2021, that has not been what this offense has been. You've got to have rhythm. You've got to have flow. The, the play calls have to make sense, and your offensive line primarily has to be able to execute whatever it is that you're calling. First and 10, no matter where you on the where you are in the field and you hand the ball off when they know that's what you're going to do and you get knocked back for two yards isn't exactly effective or fun to watch. The reality is, is that the Buffalo Bills play the way that they did today against the Chiefs or the Titans or the Buccaneers or dare I say the Saints. They're not going to win that football game because it's going to be 27 to three at the halftime or at halftime. So like I said, this was an emotional up and down game. And I'm going to get to the good. So stick with me. Don't be upset if you feel like I'm dogging the Bills. I'm not trying to dog the Bills. I'm just trying to bring you back to the reality of this football game. I'm not trying to deflate your balloon. I'm just trying to get you to, 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 to settle in with me that even though we're 5-2 and two and the Buffalo Bills have a commanding lead on the AFC East, there's still teams out there that can beat us. And we're going to see their best football games every single week, except maybe this next weekend against Jacksonville because Jacksonville's just awful. They're just a bad football game, but or bad football team. But the reality is, is we've played some other bad football teams that have given us games, the Dolphins in this one. This team, for whatever reason at times, seems to lack an identity on offense. And it starts up front. There's still, still two years in, as explosive as this offense was last year, we still seem to have a lack of identity on the offensive line. The guy that we could count on last year for being the dude that was going to like set the tone from a, from an attitude standpoint and like punch people in the face, Feliciano hasn't played well at all. He lost thirty pounds or whatever whatever it is the the weight that he lost and it just it's just not good. It seems like they you know they know who they should be right. It's like we're this big elite passing offense. We got the the best arm in the NFL. We got Josh Allen. We've got weapons all over the football field. We know who we're supposed to be. However, they however they they, they continue to try to be something that they're not, and what it is that they're trying to be is nothing like who they should be or are. I agree with the people that say that we've got to be able to run the ball quote unquote more efficiently not more. They have not it's it's such a tough we it's such a weird line to tote because it's as soon as you say 
The Bills are not being efficient, quote-unquote efficient, running the football. Somebody chirps back at you and says, well, Devin Ziegletary is averaging 5.2 yards a carry. But is it effective? Is it efficient? Is Are those 5.2 yards coming when you need them? Third and one, third and two, third and three, third and four. First and 10. Second and 10. No. In, in obvious pass or obvious running situations, the Buffalo Bills are getting destroyed in the up front in the offensive line, and these running backs are not executing. Now, whether you want to call the play, blame it on the play play calling, whether you want to blame it on the offensive line, whether you, whether you want to blame it on the the running backs, I don't I don't know. I'm not I'm not a, I'm, that's not what I do. I don't do this for a living. There's a lot of guys this week that are going to digest it, break it down, and probably tell us. I just want this offense to return to something that resembles what we saw last year and made sense. I had one guy tweet me today. Make this make sense, Joe. I got nothing. I can't make this make sense. I don't know. In that first half, I didn't know what was going on. And I know that people are also going to say, and we heard Josh Allen say it today, it's a divisional games or divisional game. Teams know each other, blah, blah, blah. Whatever. The Buffalo Bills are better than the Dolphins. We saw it in the second half. And the the glorious part about this football game is that the defense in that first half did its job. The defense in that first half absolutely did its job. The offense, however, was not holding up its end of the bargain. And they're a good team. And they've got great culture. And the defense is going to say the right things. And they're going to say, you know, and they, and they believe it too when they say that, you know what, when the offense is down, we're going to pick them up. Just like when the when the defense is down, they're going to pick us up. But the way that Devontae Parker, and I'll get I'll get into the quarter quarter by quarter breakdowns here in a second. The way that Devontae Parker came out in the first quarter, primarily second quarter, the way that Miles Gaskin was running, it got scary in that football game. You 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 had to ask yourself, can this defense hold up, hold up? Can they continue to bend and not break? The good news is they did. At times, it seemed like a bad Dolphins team was doing some good things against a good football team that was feeling a little rusty or maybe just a little bit flat. But the good news is the Bills got the W. They got the win. They came out of this with a a convincing victory because they adjusted they picked it up. The offense picked it up in the second half. Screens. They started to work Beasley. It was it was a thing of beauty. And I would say this. I tweeted this, and I got some flack for it. But if you think about the last two years, this offense always has more flow. And it was it was a it was a, it was it was something that was an observation by John Fina last year. This offense always has more flow when they're working Cole Beasley in those zero, one, two, and three yard routes, and they're getting getting him the ball quickly and efficiently. Because what happens is this Buffalo Bills football team can't run the football, and they can't run it effectively or efficiently. So when they start working Beasley on those one, two, and three yard routes. It, it basically substitutes and looks like the run to the defense so the defense begins to pull up because they got to stop it. Beasley becomes the run game. We saw that happen in the second half. That was where the Bills went. We can't. We don't have any mojo. We don't have any flow. We can't get anything working. What are we going to do? Let's work Beasley. 
Why don't they just work Beasley every freaking game until somebody stops him? Right? Loved it. It was beautiful. Got another super chat for my girl, Jessica Tennis. Jessica, it is so good to have you just, just not only contributing to our shows, but just being in the comment section, being being a part of the shows, and and just I, just I can't thank you enough for your support, for your football knowledge, and I just want to just say thank you, not necessarily for the super chat, but just for being, just for hanging out with me, and hanging out with me and Spence, and hanging out with me and John, and hanging out with all of us. You're just awesome, so thank you. The offensive line is it personnel or is it coaching? It's man, I don't think it's coaching in the sense of it. Is it the offensive line coaching? That was the question from Jessica. It's clearly the offensive line. So on a day like today, what I wouldn't give for two really good guards because we've got a problem at guard. Dawkins is very good. Morse is good. There's a lot of people in Buffalo that don't like Mitch Morris or think that he could be better or could be upgraded. But dare I say that the two clowns next to him 90% of the time probably make him suffer a little bit. Darrell Williams I like. Spencer Brown is a rookie who's growing. The reality is, is this football team needs to strike gold with a guard soon. And that is literally something that could potentially change the face of our run game and who we are as a ground and pound football team. And this is not even, as I said, that a ground and pound football team, but it could literally make a huge difference. If you get a road grader in there at guard, they can begin to open up some holes. The story of this football game. By the way, for those of you keeping track, uh, Buffalo Trace tonight. I like Buffalo Trace a lot. Story of the game tonight, or for the or story of this football game. I mean, it's got to be the halftime adjustments on offense. You knew that the defense was doing its thing, right? Or that it was going to do its thing. This defense was, was great. Despite not having the same uh, pressure rate that they had the first time they played the Dolphins, so that the defensive line wasn't all over Tua, it was an embarrassment for the Dolphins in Miami week two when they got Tua hurt. And you could tell that that offensive line probably had to want, they probably wanted to prove something, and they did. They did a very good job for the most part of keeping Tua clean. The, bill st the ball still had to come out fast. But the defense played well. It did its thing. The offense, however, was flat. So for the story of this game, they were very flat. One third down conversion in the first half. It just wasn't great. There were times it felt like the wheels were coming off. There were times that we were all pulling our hair out in this football game. And then they made the adjustments. And it looked like they were, they were, they were the adjustments that they made is they were looking to beat the Dolphins kind of at their own game. And it worked. Tua loves that, like, that, that throw to the flat, those screen things, those, those things that are kind of underneath, and the Bills moved to that, and it, they found a lot of success. As I said earlier, and as McDermott said, they spun the wheel, they found success, and that's what great teams do at the halftime to adjust against bad teams that are kind of giving them a run or giving them a fit. A Dolphins team that accepted the challenge, and they were punching them in the face. In the end, it wasn't glorious. It worked. Some good touchdowns in the third in the in the in the in the in the second half of the football game. And at the end of the day, etching the W is way more important than anything else. I love this quote. I absolutely love this quote from Josh Allen. Josh Allen said in his presser, We are not trying to be the best team in the league every week. Did you hear that? Josh Allen said in his press conference, we are not trying to be the best team in the league. 
every single week. We are trying to be the best team on the field. And to me, that's a powerful statement. And by and large, they have done that almost every single week, including uh, two weeks ago in the loss to the Titans. They have done a very good job of being the best team on the field, even with some of the missteps and some of the mistakes and some of the herky-jerky and no flow, no rhythm on offense. The defense is playing lights out, man. The defense is playing crazy lights out. Crazy lights out. I've been on for 28 minutes. I don't know if I want to get it into the quarter breakdowns or not because I feel like I've drugged this thing down. I don't I, I don't I don't want to beat up this thing. It's a win. I don't want to come out on the side of like mm, Joe's just completely negative. That's not where I'm at. I just I just don't want the emotion of this game to escape us because Josh Allen ran in a seven yard touchdown and you know tied Cam Newton for you know the most rushing touchdowns in fifty in his first fifty games and is number three now in the NFL for most most collective touchdowns in his first fifty games. I'll hit it quick. I'll, I'll just do it quick. So first quarter, the notes that I've got. Third and five, if you remember, the very first series, Josh Allen misses digs. He may have scored if he catches that ball. And I've got a note that just says Josh Allen could have scored if he caught that, or if he just run, if he just ran. He's got digs out there as a blocker. Devontae Parker in that first quarter was a nightmare. In that first half, Devontae Parker was open all the time. He made that phenomenal catch against Levi Wallace on third and eight. Gaskin was having a very good game. And it was weird. I don't know what the Bills did schematically to begin taking Devontae Parker out and Gaskin out. But whatever adjustment the defense made, it worked well. The Bills came into this football game 17 consecutive games with not allowing an opening drive TD. I don't know if you guys heard that from the announcers. It's now 18. Once again, the the, the Dolphins were not able to score in their first drive. They hold them to a field goal try. Sanders misses. And then you've got the second series. Josh Allen's got that long third down run, right? Followed by uh, the 57-yard pass, or I'm sorry, the 57-yard field goal by ba- uh, by Tyler Bass. And what a find, right? Bass is money. Bass is not getting the love and the run that he deserves. This kid, there, there are times that they have lined him up in the last two years where I'm just like, oh my gosh, this is the moment. that If there's a moment this kid is going to choke, it's going to be right now. And the, the Bills had one of those moments today. It was the second field goal. I was like, if there's a moment, this is it. The second field goal try. And sure enough, to go up by two possessions, he hits it. It was 39 yards or something like that. He's just money. This kid is good. And you might as well call it, like I said, that that first quarter, the Devontae Parker quarter, because the Bills couldn't stop him. He was all over the field. And he is a matchup. I don't know how, I don't know how Devontae Parker is not a top five wide receiver in stats. Every year, he's that good. But there was this weird feeling, right, that we had in the first quarter that the the, the Bills' offense wasn't really firing on all cylinders, and you had to wonder how long that whole bend-but-don't-break defense was going to hold up against Gaskins and Parker, who were starting to have a little bit of a day. However, we did see the defense, the Bills' defense, shape up and start getting to two and getting pressure on them, which was much needed. Second quarter, the offense seemed to be heating up. Dable calls a run play on third and one and completely puts the fire out. Moss gets stuffed. And then what happens? Matt Hawk shanks a punt, kicks it 19 yards off the side of his foot. 
almost an identical punt to the one that he did as a Miami Dolphin last year in Buffalo, week 16. It results in a Dolphins field goal. The game is now 3-3. Three to three. The Bills come out with urgency after the Dolphins field goal. But the Dolphins' defense is playing strong. They're playing good football, football in this game. But so was the Bills' defense. If the Buffalo Bills' defense had not been playing the way that they were in this game, we're, ta- we're having a different conversation today completely. And at this point in the game, the, the second quarter, halfway through it, I'm pretty much frustrated and done taking notes. It's funny how often I go into games excited to see the defense play to watch games like we saw today where the defense is playing well because I have an expectation that Josh Allen and the offense is just going to do their thing. And I was frustrated. This is exactly the moment that Jay Spence tweets out, who is this team and what have you done with my Buffalo Bills? We were all feeling it. Yes, I'm sure that there was a lot of you out there that were like hopeful and like that never give up. Don't ever give up. The Bills are going to pull it out. And I'm not saying that I'm not that guy, that I'm that guy. I'm not like giving up. I'm not like texting people and saying, oh, this game's over, like, or tweeting game over. I was just frustrated. We did the two-minute drive. You just really felt like the Bills needed seven points in that two-minute drive. And I originally put in my notes that the Buffalo Bills got cute, but that's not the right word. The word is entitled. The Bills have gotten a little bit entitled, and they're, they've become that Tom Brady, that Peyton Manning, that kind of icky after every play that doesn't go their way. They're looking for the Chiefs. They're looking for the flag. Where's the flag? How come I didn't get a flag? Come on, you're telling me you're not going to throw a flag on that? I'm, so, I'm supposed to get a flag. Like, you're supposed to help me, Mr. Referee. First of all, the Buffalo Bills never get help from the reps, pretty much ever. Yes, Josh Allen has reached for the first time in Buffalo Bills lore since Jim Kelly. He's reached the status of if you hit Josh Allen late or if you do something a little bit suspect, you're going to get flagged because they want to protect Josh Allen. He's one of the faces of the NFL. However, they have not reached Tom Brady status or even Miami Dolphin status where was it Wilkins or Winters? Talked to the referee after the play, said, hey, that guy Feliciano cut me at my knee. And then a minute and a half after the play is over, the referee drops the flag and says, you're right, that's a penalty. The Buffalo Bills don't get those calls. They got entitled. They needed seven. Josh Allen snaps the ball. He's hoping for a penalty. He points at the ref, which I am I sit here on this side of the microphone telling you how awesome I thought it has been in the past. This kid recognizes when the penalties are coming and how, how great he is at that. He doesn't get the penalty. He thinks he's got the penalty. He doesn't get the penalty. He gets sacked. He grounds the football, and the this is the moment where the wheels are coming off, right? That and the and the Dolphins get the ball the ball back in Bills territory. Forty six seconds left, and the Dolphins are driving. And then bad football teams, <laughs> a bad football team, I should say, does what bad football teams do. Gesicki goes in motion, and there was confu- the amount of times that there was confusion on that Dolphins football team on the offense is unbelievable. How somebody does not get fired tomorrow is like in, unfathomable to me. I don't under like the Dolphins had the Bills where they wanted them several times, especially in the first half. Gasicki goes in motion, he runs into the snap. Have you ever seen that happen before? I've been watching football. I watch football every single weekend. I've been watching football most of my life, and I've never seen a player run into the snap in a shotgun snap. The Bills get the ball. And you feel like 
in the chat, tell me if you're listening to me, if you're paying attention, tell me you did not feel like when that happened and the Bills got the ball back and the half was over at 3-3 that you didn't feel like we just like we just saved the game. Like that's it right there. Like getting like had they gone up by a touchdown right there, you just felt like we were in a lot of trouble because the offense could do nothing. Nothing but goodness gracious. Micah Hyde picks that ball up and he's trying to score a touchdown. I don't even I don't even need to need him to do that. Like you the man, bro. Like you the man. Three three time. Another super chat from the pullout king. The pullout king, thank you so much for being a part of the show. Says, can you tell me why Butler is active over Boogie or Obata? I just don't understand. Yes, I can tell you why. No, I can't tell you why, pullout king. It makes no sense. Fina and I were texting before the game when the inactives came out. And he texted me the inactive list and was like, I just don't get it. Somebody said on Bill's Twitter that it seems like they might be show. It might've been Greg, Greg Thompson. They're they're showcasing uh, Butler to move him. There's no showcase. That guy is awful. Awful. The next time I need to see Vernon Butler is, is him walking out the door at one bills drive. I don't need to see him suited up in a bills uniform ever again. And in the first half, he was getting amazing amounts of play, playing time over Harrison Phillips. And if you remember, Harrison Phillips came in in the second half, and what happened? The run game got better. I don't, I don't get it. And if I was a reporter, a Bills beat reporter, that's a question I'd be asking. Why in the world is Vernon Butler? What are you thinking when you've got him active? It makes no sense. It makes no sense. It makes zero sense. It's Vernon Butler is is it's probably not as bad as this. I was going to say he's this year's Brian Winters. It's not that bad. He's not this year's Brian Winters or a year before Vlad Dukas. It's not that bad, but it's baffling. I came into that second half, and I, and this is where things are going to turn, right? So, like, I'm going to give you this last bit of information that's going to feel a little bit negative, like, in the feels. And I'm just, again, I'm just trying to remind you guys of how we felt at halftime, just so we can let it settle. So, and it's almost, it's, it's, it's cathartic because you're going to realize that this football team is growing. They're still growing. They're learning to come out of a bad situation. Halftime. What in the world am I watching? Right? We are excited about this defense. It's return to like it's 2019 form is amazing. It's amazing what this defense is doing. However, the frustration that we feel with this offense is unbelievable. It's not even close to what we saw last year. There's people that are arguing with me on Twitter about the fact that, Joe, they're averaging 30 points a game. What more do you want? I want them to look like they've got rhythm and flow. I want them to look like that they're not accidentally scoring 30 points a game. I want them to look like if they want to go play the Bucs, they're just going to run 30 points on them. It's not going to be a mm, stop, start, penalty, mm, first and 10, run the ball, minus two, second and 12, got a penalty. Oh, uh, Josh Allen does like he, he completes a, a third and 15, you know, the next first down, run the ball, minus one, or just gets a yard. Like there's just a lot of herky jerkiness to this offense, right? There's no flow in it. This is the moment, literally, I'm sitting there looking at my phone, typing my notes, and I'm like, I'm truly baffled and frustrated and afraid at this point for the remainder of the season because we've got guys, not guys, teams that we've got to play, the Bucks, the Saints, right? And then the playoffs are coming. If this offense can't find itself, it's week seven for the Bills. If this offense can't find itself, 
go back to whatever it was they were doing, take a deep dive. We heard that last year at the bye. We're going to take a deep dive into the run game. Don't take a deep dive into the run game. Take a deep dive into 2020 and find out what worked and why you ran away from it. Thank God that's over. Because the third quarter came and the adjustments were made. That defense continued to do what that defense does. The Dolphins start with three three and outs. Three times they went three and out. Think about that. They've only got three points in this football game. They are a bad football team. And that defense, the Bills defense, not exposed them, but showed them for who they were. And then finally the dam breaks. The dam finally breaks. Gabe Davis scores on that pass from Josh Allen after a long methodical drive by the offense. And they began to work Cole Beasley. This is where, yes, this is my football team starts to come, right? It's like, here we go. It's 10 to three. After three and out, the Bills get the ball at their 31. They need a long methodical drive. And you're in your mind, you're thinking a TD ends this football game. You're thinking if, if the Bills go up by two, two, two touchdowns, specifically two possessions, rather, and specifically a touchdown, like this game's over. And they're due. And they do. In a hurry-jerky drive, like that I was talking about, they marched the field and cap it with a 19-yard touchdown to, to Stephon Diggs, which was a great touchdown. It was on Xavier Howard. When Josh let go of the ball, I didn't realize how open Diggs was, and then he caught the ball and made it to the end zone. I'm not sure Diggs knew how open he was because it didn't look like it from the TV view. Right? It didn't look like it. 17-3 to Buffalo. And then we get into the fourth quarter. The Dolphins drive the field to a like runs it in for a touchdown on the sneak. Gesicki with a two point conversion, 17 11. I don't like that score. Fourth, fourth quarter, the Bills are up 17 11. The offense is starting to come, come to life, but I don't like that 17 to 11 score. Why don't I like it? Can anybody guess? It's a six point lead. A touchdown wins it for the Dolphins if they can figure it out and they can shut the Bills down. But the Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen and this Buffalo Bills team do it again. They do again what they could not do against the Titans. They drive the field. Slow, dare I say somewhat methodical. They burn five minutes off the clock. They kick a 39-yard field goal. They go up two possessions. It's nine. It's a nine-point lead, 20-11. 20 to 11 at this point. And then Jordan Poyer seals it with the pick and they're not done. What happens at that point? That's when Josh Allen, to my surprise, takes the football on a seven yard run and does what Josh Allen does. And the Buffalo Bills walk out of Highmark Stadium with a 26 to 11 victory that at that point, we're all screaming, right? Josh is doing the flex thing. Like he's, he's running towards Bill's Elvis and, and brother Bill's up there in the stands. I'm sure you guys have seen the picture on Twitter and it's like, it's a moment, right? And we're all walking away from the game. What a game. We squished the fish. We filleted him. It was great. And I'm sitting there going, it, it wasn't, it wasn't, it, it wasn't so great. <laughs> There's about 30 minutes of that football game that was not great. But they finished well. And the only thing that I can hope is that this somehow propels them right into the coming weeks. And don't get me wrong, a game against a triple A team in the Jaguars is going to help. 
But in the end, Josh Allen became a baller and did what he does, did Josh Allen things. He did what he had to do to grind out that win, which is what we needed to see from him in the Titans game in that second-to-last drive that they had when he tried to go deep twice. Josh Allen settled for screen after screen after screen and began working Cole Beasley underneath and hit the deeper intermediate routes when he needed to on third downs when it made sense. And he was not only running the football when he needed to, but he was running guys over. Josh Allen wanted that win today in this football game, and it was awesome. And I think I've said it a couple times. That was the deception of this football game for me. It was easy to come away and be satisfied from this game. But if it ended 17 to 11 or 17 to 14, I don't think we're having the same conversation right now. I don't think we're satisfied. I think we're really worried, really concerned. And at the end of the day, when you talk about consistency and sustainability and how you win games, that's where the rubber meets the road for me. The fact that the Bills did what they needed to do. Right? Let's get into some game stats. Sorry, I got dry throat there a little bit. Real quick, game stats. Buffalo Bills, Josh Allen was 29-42 for 69%. Uh, completion, 249 yards, two touchdowns. Josh Allen rushing, led the team uh, today for 8 for 55. Devin Singletary, 7 for 28. Zach Moss, 8 carries. Can you guess what his yards were? Zach Moss, eight. You've are, I've already given you a clue. Devin Singletary was seven of 28. Zach Moss carried the ball eight times for 19 yards. That's not running the ball efficiently or effectively. And I don't know that that's Zach Moss's fault. Like when I watch him run, unless he runs straight into the back of an offensive lineman, like he seems like he's got some juice to him. I just don't get it. Cole Beasley, 10, 10 for 110 yards. Stephon Diggs, 5 for 40 and a touchdown. Zach Moss, 6 for 39. He was His hands were great today. Zach played an actual, he played a pretty good game today, especially catching passes. Tommy Sweeney, 3 for 30. Gabriel Davis, 4 for 29 with a touchdown. Devin Singletary, 1 for 1. The Dolphins in this football game, Tua Tungavailoa. 21 of 39 for 205. So he's just under what or just over 50%. He had an interception today. Gaskin 12 for 36, mostly in the first half. Ahmed had a couple good runs, seven for 22. Two was four for 10. Devontae Parker, eight for 85. Gasicki, three for 48. Jalen Waddle, four for 29. Miles Gaskin, three for 20. Rest, blah, blah, blah. Who cares? Overall, the team stats. Total yards for the Dolphins, 262 to the Buffalo Bills, 351. Passing yards, Dolphins 194, Bills 249. Rushing yards, 68 for the Dolphins, Bills 102, which is a little bit of a, you know, that's one of those stats that you're going to look back and like the Bills rush for 100 yards. They're great on the ground. And it's like, eh, one of the, Josh Allen had like a 35 or 40 yard run in there. Then another seven yard one later. Yards per play, Dolphins 4.1, Buffalo Bills 5.3. The Bills had uh, 24 first downs to the Dolphins 16. Third down efficiency, the Bills were 6 of 13. The Dolphins were 4 of 14. Uh, total plays, Dolphins 64, Bills 66. And then uh, Josh Allen did not get sacked in that football game at all. The only real important thing, uh, penalties, Bills were 9 for 80. Dolphins were 9 for 58. And then uh, the uh, Dolphins also had two turnovers where the Buffalo Bills had none. 
Those are your game stats. I have nobody. They were not brought to you by anybody. This is a uh, an ad-free show. So those are your game stats for this football game. Dude Awards. So for those of you that are first-time listeners, every segment I do the Dude Awards. And basically what that means is most people do thumbs up, thumbs down, arrows up, arrows down. I do the Dude Award, meaning you did really good, or the Dude. <laughs> meaning you did not. My first Dude Award goes to, we're going to give it to Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley gets my first Dude Award because Cole, that's a mean mother trucker right there. That dude just, he's just a grinder and he's five foot eight, a hundred and nothing, and puts his body on the line. And I'm going to say it as Beasley sometimes goes, this offense goes, and I want to see more of it. I want to see more Cole Beasley. I, I was I was pounding the table for it last year. I'm going to pound the table for it this year. My next dude award goes to Tredavious White. Tredavious, uh, I saw somebody tweet, PFF is going to have a really hard time uh, making Tredavious White sound like a bad cornerback in this football game. He played really, really well. Trey had himself a day today. My last dude award goes to Ed Oliver. Ed Oliver was a force in this football game pretty much the whole game, especially in the first half. Bro, just keep doing you. Just keep doing you, Ed, and uh, we're going to pick up that fifth-year option at some point, and we're going to extend you, and it's going to be great. Now, to the Dude Awards. This is not going to be popular. My first Dude Award goes to Brian Dable. And as much as you can argue, Joe, that, hey, they adjusted. They made they did the things that they need, needed to do, and they talked to Josh Allen, and they got him to, you know, calm down in the pocket and hit the screens. That's all Brian Dable. It is. But Brian Dable is also the same guy that continues to call bad run plays and bad run schemes with a bad offensive line. Expecting the guys to execute plays, he knows in the back of his mind they can't execute. There was a lot about that first half that made zero sense, and there was some stuff in the second half that didn't make any sense. Like the third and nine, Josh Allen was on a bad snap. Josh Allen like snags the ball to the air, and it's a basically it's a quarterback draw. What was, like, dude, like, what do you, no, not here. Why? Brian Dable gets my first dude award. Matt Hawk is going to get my second dude award. You've got to be better, dude. If you're going to play on a championship caliber football team, on a Super Bowl caliber football team, you've got to be consistent. You can't shank balls off the side of your foot. Can't be done. My last dude award goes to John Feliciano. I I'm, I'm struggling because I want to defend John Feliciano. I want to be a John Feliciano fan. He is the guy, as I said earlier, he's the tone setter for this offense. At least was. When he was out last year, he was missed. He just hasn't been that guy this year. He just has not been that guy this year, and I don't necessarily know why. I just don't know why. At this point, I'm going to read your tweets here on the overreaction uh, post-game show, and I don't know how many I have, but uh, it doesn't seem like I have too many. So we'll get through these relatively quick. But the tweet was, hey, Bills Mafia, how does that win have you feeling? Be a part of my show, and I will read your tweets live tonight. Justin Zimmerstan at the Machaca, I think is what that says. It was an ugly win, but at the end of the day, it was a win, and we are our longest or and our longest streak in beating the Dolphins seven straight. That's right. I also know that Kelly won his bet against Marino. They have they have each year, and that brings a smile to my face. Indeed. T Estelle at T E E S T E L L. 
NYAP in the 716. Wow, that first half. Who was that? That's where I'm at, T. Second half. The best part Josh said bye to his kids. Hashtag, <laughs> I'm your daddy. Ethan Tweedy, what's up, my guy? At uh, at Tweedy underscore A. Like I need a drink or four. That's how he feels. That first half, uh, we seemed rusty. Thank God for the defense keeping us in it. Depending on the result of Indy versus Tennessee, we could be back in the number one seed. Unfortunately, Tennessee won that game, so we are not. We're tied or half step, uh, half game back. Lots to learn from. Trust the process. Hashtag go Bills. My guy Richard Rush, who's in the comments section right now, at Richard R. Rush 2. The game was too close, in my opinion, but, uh, bet, but the better team won. I've seen enough of Mongo and Butler. Hack, or Hawk, rather. Uh, sorry, I didn't mean to mispronounce his name that way. Hawk is going to be a bad uh, is going to be bad come winter. I think you're right. Mackenzie is bipolar on returns. I didn't even uh, I didn't even address that. Uh, lucky we have Beasley that help uh, keep us all hyped. It was a sloppy win, but I'll take it all day. A win a win is a win. A W is a W. And yes, when there's only 17 of them, I'll take one every day that I can get. Hashtag Go Bills. Hashtag Wildest Dreams Land. Not sure it's wildest dreams land at this point. But yeah, right there with you, bro. <laughs> EDC guarantee at COB Cobe Bills Mafia, COBE Bills Mafia. W is a W, playing a divisional opponent. The second time is always tough. Not going to lie. At game day 716, at game day 716, he's just got the uh, Josh Allen. It's already made it to gift lore. So the Josh Allen waving bye bye has made it to gift lore already. Brian Coke at BCoke23, happy for the win. Glad they finally got it going late into the game. Cheering from afar at Saxon Dave, my guy Saxon Dave. Hey Joe, sadly you can't you can't you can't polish a turd. They kind of did today, and that was a huge first half turd. It's a win, so yay. But even coming off the bye, that was poor. Didn't like the play calling or the punting. Looking forward to Mister Fina's opinion on that O line. Perfect time for a segue and a plug tomorrow nine o'clock right here on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network, the John Fina Show, the Off Tackle John Fina Show. We'll be breaking some of this stuff down. If there's a play that you want to uh, for John to break down, tweet me, and uh, we'll break that one down. Pamela, at Pamadonna. We won, and that's awesome, but I look at more than the score. By this point, with all that talent, they should have or they should be they should not be playing like they did today for an entire half. I agree. Uh, it is is it just me, or do I have more belief than I should? Should we be still be playing? Uh, should we still be playing these off games? Pam, I'm I'm right there with you. This offense has to find itself. They've got to find an identity. They've got to figure out what works and who they're going to be because they just seemingly don't know at this point. So I'm right there with you. Patrick at P Murtha 3685. The interior of our O-line is bad, bad. Well said. Short to the point. Almost done. Bills Mafia 716 at Bills Mafia 716. Not It's not how you start. It's how you finish. And we dominated the second half. It's true. I said it's true. Uh, defense looked great again. Offense played well the second half once Allen and Dable took what the defense gave us onto the Jags. And that, to me, bro, is the important part, that the Bills took what the defense gave them, which is sometimes we have a hard time seeing from, right, Josh Allen and this football team. Last one for you. Mike uh, Maiska at Mike the Quick, or Mick the Quick, sorry, at Mick the Quick. Agreed, but let's not forget it's hard to win in the NFL He's actually responding to somebody else, somebody that deleted their tweet. Uh, and division where they see two times every year. Build on this win, get better next week. Then at the Jets, who beat Cincy, who are all our th- who all the talking heads were saying uh, we're going to be in the best in the AFC this past week. So, yeah, the Jets beating Cincy. So, sorry about that. Uh, yeah, that's it. That is all the tweets I got for you, ladies and gentlemen. 
we got through it. We did it. So I didn't mean to be super negative and I apologize if I was, but I got it done in under an hour. I feel like I took you through the emotion of the game. Yeah. I feel like I took you through just uh, what we felt. I, I feel like I took you through uh, the reality of that situation. It wasn't all rainbows and roses when that football game ended, even though it felt like it was. It felt like it was rainbows and roses. But there was a first half that we basically are wanting to forget, right? So it's like, yeah, I'm going to forget that part because the outcome was great. But as we all know, how you win is important and determinant of how you're going to continue to win. And we have to look at that first half and what happened. The good news is the Bills overcame it. They adjusted. They made the change. They did the changes that they needed and they fixed it. So it is Victory Monday. It is Victory Tuesday. It's Victory Buffalo Bills, Bills Mafia Week. We've got good stuff coming up this week. Tomorrow, 9 o'clock, Off Tackle with John Fina Show right here live. Tuesday, the Code of Conduct with Jay Spencer King right here live on the Buffalo Rumblings Vidcast Network. Wednesday, the Hump Day Hotline, 9 o'clock right here live. And then the Food for Thought. And then leading into next week, the Time to Shine at 8 and the Chop Up at 9. But ladies and gentlemen, you have been listening to and watching the Overreaction postgame show brought to you by the Market Dominator on the Buffalo Rumblings podcast, Vidcast Network. I'm your host, Joe Miller, the voice of the Overreaction uh, postgame show. You can find me on Twitter. And here's the thing. I love the interaction. So everybody, if you're watching this, if you're on Twitter, find me on Twitter, follow me. Uh, I'll follow you back, especially if you're Bill's Mafia. So uh, I do make that promise, that guarantee. But if you have not yet liked and subscribed, what do we got? 30 likes. So we got a whole bunch of people in here watching live. I've got 30 likes. Please, before I let you go, click that like button. And I've now got a super chat from Pam coming. Uh, Pam with a super chat. Uh, super chat. Thank you, Pam, for being a part of the show. Joe, you did great. As always, honest and go Bills. Pam, thank you. I appreciate you. And uh, I love to tell the story. Pam is one of the early adopters to my show. So in 2019, when I started this thing, Pam was one of my first uh, kind of uh, uh, what's a listeners uh, every every week listeners. So Pam, I appreciate you as always, and thank you for the encouragement. But uh, like, subscribe, do all that good stuff, and uh, yeah, I uh, look forward to seeing all of you guys tomorrow night nine o'clock on the uh, Off Tackle with John Fina show. And again, if you've got a play that you want John to break down with video, tweet it to me. So tweet me the sequence and the time of the game. So, hey, I want John to break down. John's actually on the, he's actually, <laughs> John's in here. John snuck in. So John, John's paying attention. Who knew that he was lurking? Uh, but uh, he may have been in the chat the whole time and I just didn't catch it. I don't know. But uh, tweet me the time and the down and distance as far as that goes. And uh, if it's one of the ones that John picks, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll break it down tomorrow. Nine o'clock tomorrow, off tackle with John Fina show. I love you guys. The Buffalo Bills are five and two. They've got a command in the division. They've got a Patriots team that's coming on. A Dolphins and Jets team, which are kind of a joke. Half game out for the number one seed in the AFC, which the race to the number one seed is where we're at. But uh, you know what? We saw a good we saw a good football game today. And I don't know of many F Bills games that haven't been super nail biters or in super emotional, super pull your hair outer games. The Bills just seem to have a, a knack for doing that to us. And, but you know what? I think that at the end of the day, that, cardiac arrest that this football game or the football team gives us is why we love them so much. So enjoy this win. Enjoy this week on to the Jaguars victory Monday. Good times. Good weather. I love you guys. Thank you guys for joining me. We'll talk soon. Hopefully tomorrow. Go Bills.